0: Hey there! Welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Van Wielen. I'm an attorney turned entrepreneur who helps online coaches, course creators, and online educators legally protect and grow their online businesses using my DIY legal templates and my Ultimate Bundle Program. Now, I got to be honest with you. I was very nervous to record this episode because I had a lot of thoughts swirling around in my head about it because I saw yet another like really big name in the industry. Um, announced that she was going out on sabbatical, kind of closing up, sounds like closing up her business at least. Um, and I've seen a lot of other people do that, especially since 2020. And I couldn't help but notice a little bit of a pattern and especially around some of the consistencies of, of people's like lifestyles and the kinds of marketing that they subscribe to in their businesses. And I wondered if it has to be that way. I'll give you a little bit of a disclaimer in the beginning of the episode, but you'll hear me say, like, this is not at all about, like, it not being okay to quit or change directions or change your mind. I am a huge believer in that. I think you know that about me already if you listen to any of my other stuff. Um, I've pivoted, major career pivoted, you know, multiple times. And so there's nothing wrong with any of that. I do think it's a really good opportunity, though, when it comes to business for us to evaluate, like... What are we being marketed to? What are we accepting in this industry? Why are we all so like okay with aspirational marketing and letting people talk about how much money they make without that meaning anything about how good their actual products or services are? Um, And I'm... I feel like I'm here and I'm passionate about demanding that we, we expect better and we do better. And like so many of you share with me that like you paid so much for a coach or you paid so much for a course or a product and you didn't like it, you didn't get anything out of it. And I think some of it might have to do with what we talk about today. So um, let's dive in and talk about why maybe some of our biggest people in our industry have gone dark over the last couple of years. What might be leading to that? What can we take responsibility for? How can we avoid it? so on and so forth. I hope that you like this episode. Um, Please do me a favor and send me a message on Instagram or respond to my email and let me know what came up for you in this episode. Otherwise, um, if I hope it's a beautiful day out, you can pop in your uh, headphones and your sneakers. Go take a walk with me. I'll see you on the other side. So over the past couple of years, I've noticed something. I've seen that like all of a sudden, a lot of big names are deciding to close up shop. They're stopping running an online business. They're pivoting completely. Some of them are just like completely going dark on social media. Sometimes they go dark for a while and then announce that they're leaving. Sometimes they do it first. Um, But I've seen a lot of people, you know, starting to go on sabbatical or just close up their shop right while they're in the middle of like their business actually doing very, very well. And I want to clear the air about something off the bat. There is absolutely nothing wrong with quitting, with changing your mind, with wanting to do something different. I am not here today to talk at all about like this from like a judgment perspective or like whether or not this was like a failure on somebody's part or anything like that. For one, this is a natural part of running an online business or running a business period, right? So not all businesses survive. It's very natural for businesses to ebb and flow and change and shut down two having an online business is not the end all be all thing it's not objectively the right way to have a business or the best way to have a business it's definitely not the only way to have a business so um, it doesn't necessarily surprise me you know that some people wouldn't want to do it anymore and three i just i really believe very strongly like there's nothing wrong with pivoting or changing your mind or just not wanting to do it anymore even if you're super successful, like I think whenever I see people shut down these businesses, people are always like, but you're doing so well, right? And like there's nothing, there's no law anywhere that says if you're doing really well, then you can't shut down your business. So what I'm concerned about, and like what I was hoping that we could talk about today instead, though, is the trend that I notice though, when people talk about the the people who I'm thinking of who have shut down their businesses during successful times, that I tend to notice a pattern that they talk about burnout, or at the very least, they might not name it, but when you read their like closing blog post or their closing email to their list saying that they're not going to be doing this anymore or something like that, I feel like there are so many consistent patterns and themes of burnout, of consumerism, of uh, keeping up with the Joneses. And just like personally, I haven't really heard this conversation be had. and I just really wanted to have like an open and honest conversation with you today. I think this is like a part of the online business industry that I don't hear talked about a lot and I think it deserves some attention. So I want to talk about that pattern today, both to reflect on like what we're doing as online business owners, but also so that you and I can avoid these patterns moving forward, no matter you know where our business, is today. You don't need to achieve six, seven, 12 figures in order to be burnt out. You can be burnt out making a, a small amount of money um, and you can be burnt out making a lot of money. So I also wanted to address this today because I, I think it's actually related to the fact that so many of you come to me sharing that you've been burned by coaches in the past because of some sort of bad investment or like you felt like it, that was a bad investment, a bad investment of your time and your money. And I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today would actually help you to avoid that moving forward because I think that there's a reason why some of these same coaches are shutting down their businesses. I I think it's not all that unrelated to why you might get burned and feel like you don't get a whole lot out of some coaches or programs or courses that you purchase. Okay, so you know, if you've been here before, if you listen to any of my episodes, you know, I talk a lot about this idea that people treat online businesses differently somehow. Like, I think us as business owners sometimes see our own businesses as being different than quote unquote real businesses. Or I always use like the bakery example, some sort of brick and mortar business and i also think that as online business owners we see other online businesses as being different right i we often joke as a team that like people request things of us on the back end that like you would never walk into target and ask for right but for some reason i sometimes feel like people who sell digital products or people who have online businesses were treated as a like being a different kind of business and I think that that's led to some confusion of like us in the industry doing things that a quote unquote normal business wouldn't do. And this will all make sense in a second. But, you know, online businesses have sort of like grown up and grown through influencer or lifestyle type businesses. Like, I I think they often get confused with them. And I think a lot of our kinds of businesses kind of came out of them because, You know, it became popular, maybe like, for example, to have like a health uh, and wellness type like influencer type business. And then some of those people started taking like health coaching certification programs became health coaches. And then like a lot of the people who followed them ended up becoming that, too. And so I think it has like grown out of those kinds of environments into the online business world. And that led to like a really big boom in aspirational marketing. So when I say aspirational marketing, I mean people using aspects of their lifestyle or material things that they've purchased, like cars, houses, trips, whatever, um, to make their life look really good and like a life that you would want to have and using. And I mean, I can't really think of any other word for it other than manipulating uh, the fact that they have those kinds of things to show you that if you would only purchase their course or work with them, then you too could have that kind of life, right? And so it keeps us chasing after the certain aesthetic and a lifestyle as a business owner, feeling like if I have this like certain house or if I have a certain car, if I have a certain body, if I have certain clothes, if I act a certain way, then that's what like will attract clients. And it's this really circuitous thing because you're then attracted to people in the like online business space who are doing that. Right. So you're like you're watching these people share that kind of stuff online and you're attracted to it and you're buying from them. And then when you're buying their course or program because they just use aspirational marketing to hook you, they're teaching you how to use aspirational marketing and your own stuff. And so then you're using aspirational marketing to hook your own clients and it just keeps going and going and going. And I feel like it's this like thing to keep up with that sort of tricks you into thinking that building a business is about buying things or putting on airs or looking a certain way, acting a certain way, living a certain lifestyle. Like there's so much in the online business industry that I feel like has gotten so twisted about like you make a certain number of figures, that means you buy a certain car. It means your house looks the same. It means like They all wear like the same clothes or I don't know, like everybody starts flying first class. And like, it's just like it almost feels like it's like this benchmark that we're all supposed to go for. And if you're not doing that, then like you're not successful. Right. So you buy the fancy car, you buy the handbag. And I think like it's kind of funny to me that I feel like some of the quote unquote younger, (laughs) the younger um, like crew of online entrepreneurs who are coming up like maybe in their 20s or something. It seems to me like I notice a trend that they're into investments a little bit more than like the people who I kind of came up with and the people who are older than me in the online business industry who seem to still very much use that materialism and consumerism as like a means of of motivating you to buy from them. It seems like younger people are almost using like investments as a way to buy from them. So it's they're they're touting. The fact that they've invested in real estate or in retirement accounts or in the stock market as a way to lure you into wanting to work with them. I mean, I guess if I had to choose, I I would go with that one because at least like that money is going to work for you. So I'm happy to see it like moving in that direction. But it is still like this idea that people in the online marketing space use their money or their investments or some sort of like metric like that to hook you to want to work with them instead of the quality of their product or the results that they've gotten or their expertise, like their actual expertise. I saw somebody um, the other day had a really great uh, like meme or something on Instagram that said, stop telling me how much money you make in order to prove to me that you know what you're talking about. And instead, like, show me that you actually know what you're talking about and like, show me the results. And I thought that it was like much more um, articulate than that, but like in general, that's what I remember about it. And I was thinking about that because I'm like, gosh, it is so true that like so often I see marketing that literally the only point of the marketing is to tell you how much money that person made that month or like, here's a breakdown of my, my monthly like revenue or, you know, and it's helpful. Like that stuff has its place and it can give you a more realistic view if they're being honest about like where the money's coming from and how their revenue breaks down and all that kind of stuff. But the point is the money alone, like the, the, the fact, the mere fact that they made that much money is not proof that their system works, that they have a really great strategy, that they're the person that's going to help you or that that will translate for you. Because they could just be using this like aspirational marketing machine and the money stuff to attract more people and buy it. And so like the mere fact that they are just making a lot of money is not proof that they can actually help you do the same or to grow your business, right? I don't feel like there are a lot of outward examples of responsible leadership. Um it's kind of funny because it's like it's one of those things where I feel like it's not sexy, right? Like nobody wants to hear about it. When you're just like, yeah, I make a lot of money in the business. I don't spend it all. Uh, I actually don't spend most of it. Um, It's, I I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Do you want to hear about that? Like, I could sit and chat with you about that if you ever want to hear it. Just let me know. But like, I just feel like that's not what people want to hear. People are like, oh, like this person's making so much money. And then they went and bought this thing and like they did this and they did that. And like, I don't know. Maybe this does not land with anyone else the way it did for me. But I think that's something that's like helped me a lot over the years in business was how much I stashed up. And so when I remember I started started from the bottom um, and so I didn't make a lot of money at first, but I didn't spend a lot of money either. And so I started making a little bit of money. The business was growing. It was profitable. That's really all that matters, right? It was like because I had more luck over than what I was spending And so I really got in the habit of just stashing that money away, stashing that money away, stashing that money away. And that gave me like an immense amount of flexibility. It eventually gave me a load of capital to invest. I've mentioned this before. I probably waited too long. I hung on to uh, many, many six figures worth of of capital to just like sit on it, you know, to feel safe. Um, And I eventually that was really helpful to just have like a war chest essentially but it also gave me space to breathe during really tough moments. I've mentioned this before, but like I remember when COVID started, if you weren't in the online business industry yet, you might not know that there was a real panic within the industry that like everybody's business was like kaput because everything just went quiet, rightfully so. You know, it was a really tough time and there were more important things and people were kind of shocked and the world was shifting and kids were home and it was just a whole thing. So I remember feeling like, panicked about that, being like, wow, I wonder wonder if this is it for my business, you know? But also saying, I think this is just going to be, like, a period of time. I don't know how long. I definitely didn't think it would be as long as it ended up being. But I remember thinking, like, if this is a couple months, if this is a year, it's a tough year or something like that, I have more than enough to ride this out comfortably, comfortably, right? So I could not only handle my expenses, I could continue to invest during this time when things became like even a little bit more affordable, right, at first. So I think that there's a lot of room for like this argument of just slowing down in business, remembering like what you're trying to make money for. Um, and, and the reason that I'm like sharing this is because when people are announcing this like big shutdown um and they you know they're saying like i can't run this business anymore i don't want to run this business anymore i'm walking away or i'm going on sabbatical i think that a lot of those people had learned to use like money and material items as a way to market themselves and the worthiness of their products and it does get you into a little bit of a jam right so one of the people I recently saw announce their sabbatical then said that they were selling their nearly $200,000 car um, as a result of wanting to go onto the sabbatical. And I was thinking and I, I said to my, my operations manager, I was like, you know, I could afford to buy a $200,000 car. And like I, everybody has their own like priorities and preferences. And I'm not trying to judge like I, I love cars. My dad raised me to be a car girl. And so I wish I could tell you I didn't care. But. I do care and I think cars are super cool and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking to you more as like from a businesswoman perspective. I'm just trying to address it from that perspective that, you know, I don't think that that would be responsible for me to do for the business, even though I could afford it. So and I don't need to go out and buy a two hundred thousand dollar sports car in order for you to understand that I know what I'm talking about or that I'm that I'm selling a lot of what I'm selling. And also like selling a lot of what I'm selling isn't what should make you want to work with me. So you should want to work with me because you trust me. You like my vibe. You think that I have good legal templates, which I do, right? And that my legal templates are loved and liked by people as much as they can like a legal template. And that is all true. And like, that's what I want you to think of with me at the end of the day. That's what's important to me. And I'm just glad that over the years I have made those decisions from like, yes, even though I could go buy the the G-Wagon or I could go buy the Porsche or I could go buy the whatever that would be like super duper fun to drive around, allowing like myself to pace myself and to be like, I don't need that just because I can doesn't mean I have to. Um, and if the business would be healthier in the long run and the business will give me like that will give me breathing room within the business that will give me the ability to hire on more help, which makes my life better than I'd rather not have the car. Right. And like, by the way, I I should be completely transparent about the fact that I went out and bought a fancy car, bought an electric car. It's not even remotely close to being a $200,000 car, but it's gorgeous and it has a heated steering wheel. And I really, really love it. So like, I think that there's like a balance, but like nobody wants to hear about like that car. People, people want to hear about the like $200,000 car in our industry, and they think that that's what they need to get in order to like sell more stuff, right? Or it just becomes really intoxicating that you're like making a lot of money, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can buy a $200,000 car in cash. Sure, I could too. It's just not a good use of my money, besides the fact that cars are terrible investments. Again, I love cars. They are terrible investments, though. I think we can all agree. Um, cars and boats, right? So... On the one hand, I don't blame people for doing this because I, I'm, I feel like also frustrated because I feel like money sells. Right. So it's like I see people doing this all the time and I'm like frustrated by it. But then I'm like, right. But then people are like eating it up. Right. And so people in the industry continue to use that as a marketing strategy. I also just want to advocate and encourage you, though, to pay attention to that type of marketing. If it speaks to you and you love it and like, you know, you know, like what it is, and you can see it for what it is, and you're fine with it. Go for it. it doesn't matter. I'm not saying like don't ever work with somebody who talks about uh, their fancy like material items, but there's and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money, with making a lot of money, any of that kind of stuff. With talking about money, it's part of the society we live in. It's necessary. It's it is what it is, right? But I feel like what's happened in our industry is different. There's so much emphasis on how much money you make but not enough emphasis on how good your products are or how good your services are, how much impact you've made, how many people you've actually helped. And so a lot of times when I see people saying that they've made a lot of money, I'm like, have you helped other people make a lot of money? I mean, if they're in like the business world, right? Or if you're in the health and wellness field and you're talking about how much money you made to get other people to to work with you, I want to hear about how healthy and strong and happy and and independent, you've made people, not how much money you're making, right? If you're a money coach and you're talking about money, how much money have you helped other people save? How much money have you helped other people invest, right? I wanna hear about your results, not just about what me continuing to buy your products is providing for your lifestyle. Like, that's how is that helpful? I don't know. The amount of money that you make as an online business owner isn't like what provides the proof of concept uh, or your value. It's just the impact that you're making. Like, I just want to hear about the impact you're making. I'd rather hear about your results. How much money you end up making from that, it can change and it can depend on a lot of different things. Like A lot of you, depending on what you do, you can't charge as much as like, for example, if somebody's in the business uh, like, sector, they can charge a lot more money for things sometimes because... You know, they're they're being able to they're able to make like the promise that the person might get a return on their investment. That might be more difficult for those of you who are, I don't know, a career coach or something where people are trying to think about making a job change. It might mean them taking like a hit to their salary. Right. Or something like that. So it really depends. And so you making a lot of money isn't what tells me that you're incredible at what you do. Your expertise tells me you're incredible at what you do, and and the results and the happiness of your customers, like to me, that's the proof in the pudding, not not anything about your your figures or anything like that. So I can't help but think when I hear about these sabbaticals and I hear about the the like kind of shocking shutdowns of people's successful businesses, of like, that it need to be that way. Right. This is somebody who was buying into the way the online business industry has portrayed itself. Um, Again, if it's a genuine like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something different. Totally fine. Of course, no problem. But I do think we have to ask the question like when you see this as a little bit of a pattern of whether we could do better as consumers to buy from people who we really align with um, and really support people who we like and whose products or services have proven results and demand better from our marketing, right? And and like demand more and we'll get more. I I believe that. And I just think that like it's a good opportunity for us to step back and remember that like all our businesses, online businesses are real businesses. They are no different than any other business. And so if you had a bakery and the bakery started making money, the bakery wouldn't run out and buy a Porsche, right? Maybe the owner, if you made like so much money, but they're not using the Porsche to sell more croissants, right? And so we don't have to buy into this just because this is a part of the industry. If you want to buy yourself stuff, I am all for it. That makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to go buy yourself a handbag. You love handbags. You love Uh, a pocketbook, as we would call it in Philly. Um, If you love shoes, if you love going on trips, you love flying first class. I fly first class. I love it. It makes me feel less anxious on flights, like do whatever it is. It's it's like no judgment. I always feel like it's hard to have this conversation without judgment. I just think that it's like we do things automatically without thinking about it or we do things without realizing that that's really what we want and that we're not just trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're not doing this to make ourselves look a certain way so that other people want to work with us based on how successful they think we are on the outside based on our material goods, right? Um, I I believe in you enough that like if you're really good at what you do and you know a lot about what you do and you genuinely care about the outcome with your clients and your customers, that that is what you need to sell more products. You don't need to have anything fancy. And the same goes by the way for for you if like you feel like you can't do video because you don't have a fancy background or you can't do reels because you don't have a fancy house or you can't do car chats because your car is not super fancy and has an all glass, you know, ceiling or something. I don't know. Like all of this stuff also just bugs me because I don't want it to get in the way of like you really doing what you want to do because this stuff, this material stuff is not the point. And just because a few people in this industry have tried to make that the point or have tapped into this aspirational marketing machine, which definitely works, right? And that's why they do it. um, Doesn't mean that you have to participate in it. There are lots of people who are not attracted to it. If it's, you know, maybe you're one of them, right? Um, It might be fun to watch, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to work with that person. Um, And I would just encourage you to notice when you're being sold to in that way. Um, and then also notice that you're doing that because of demand, right? They're only supplying it because people are demanding it. They're liking it. It's working. So you can be the difference in terms of supporting people who you like, um, who you get to know and you trust. And maybe this is a way to not get burned by another coach or another course or another whatever is to really you know study that person. It's however long you want to, but like, take your time to see, like, do I really feel comfortable with this person? Do I feel like, are they talking about their clients or are they always just talking about themselves and like what their life looks like? Um, You know, are they talking about what real results that they've gotten, actionable, tangible results that they've gotten for people? Um, And and I don't know, maybe take your time with it if it's somebody you're not sure about and look at it. Um, I always think this is a good thing to like pay attention to your intuition, but I know the only people that I've gotten burned on like in the beginning of having an online business were people who I was like, oh, my gosh, her business is amazing. Therefore, if I just like buy her thing or work with her, then my business will look like her business. It was more of this like proximity mindset mindset. And that's not it. Right. It doesn't it doesn't work. Um, And oftentimes those people actually didn't didn't have the expertise that I thought that they did. I really had gotten kind of more tricked by the allure and the appearance of it. So I'm very curious um, how this lands with you. I'm curious what comes up with you. I was honestly nervous to like record this episode because I do feel like um, it's a hard topic to talk about without like trying to throw shade, and I'm not trying to throw shade. I am just merely observing when when I see a lot of these people shutting down their businesses and I see really common themes of feeling like they had really big expenses to keep up with and like they're selling big assets and like paring down their life. And I'm like, but it didn't have to be that way, right? Like you could have run this business. And if you hadn't bought all those assets, you wouldn't have had to have such big expenses. You would have had so much more in the bank to just like run the business slower and chiller. Um, they often have really big teams is like another thing that I noticed where they're like, I had to lay off all these people. And I'm like, man, I have the same size business as you and I have two full-time employees and like four contractors. Um, So it's just interesting. I just think it's interesting how we can um, sometimes lose sight of like what we really want to do, maybe buy into a little bit too much of what's going on around us in the online space. And I I truly believe that there's space here for people who really want to do things on their own terms. <laughs> that I didn't do that on purpose, but I just thought of it. Um, so with that, um, will you do me a favor and send me a DM on Instagram at Sam Vanderbilt, and let me know what you thought about this episode. I'm curious what came up with, uh, with you listening and I can't wait to chat with you later this week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreeland.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, five steps to legally protect and grow your online business at samvanderreeland.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreeland and send me a DM to say hi.